welcome to Big Blend Radio's vacation station travel and leisure show. Hey everybody, uh, today we are going to be full of the holiday spirit. We're going to be talking about uh, destinations to enjoy the holiday season, uh, like lit up botanical gardens, attractions, theme parks, um, you know, boat shows, parades, events, festivals, all kinds of good stuff to celebrate the holidays, especially with your friends and family. And uh, today here on Big Blend Radio, we're excited to welcome back Deborah Wakefield. She is from City Pass, and I encourage you to go to their website, citypass.com. Uh, they are awesome because they provide discounted theme park and attraction tickets. So when you're thinking about a family gathering, this could save you quite a bit of money in cities um, across the country and in Canada even. So welcome back to the show, Deborah. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Hey, I'm excited about this. We're going to talk about all kinds of cool theme parks. So yeah, this, we're going to talk rides, museums, all kinds of good stuff. Um, but we also have travel writer and author Elaine Masters back on the show. And um, she was on our show recently talking about the uh, solar eclipse that's happening in 2024. But she has on her site, tripwellgal.com, and all these links are in the show notes, so check it out, um, a post on a blog post about the holiday season. And I've been following her on social media for years, and she's already starting with her holiday season, um, I was going to say shenanigans, <laughs> I couldn't say that, but I don't know why that word wanted to just pop out of my mouth, but welcome back. How are you, Elaine? I'm good, and you know me well. I, I like that word. Well, you should have some shenanigans in the holiday season. Come on, you know, that's what mistletoe is for. Mm. You know, yeah, it gives us license to do things we're not supposed to do. I don't know. That's all good. Um, You never know what's in that stocking. But listen, welcome back. Um, Very excited because you have, I've been watching all kinds of interesting footage of you in, in Disneyland and things that I didn't know existed in Disneyland. Um, and this is Disneyland because you're in San Diego. So Southern California, um, it seems that you spent some, a good time there and uh, we don't have to be a child to enjoy it. Oh no. Um, I have, I actually hopped around. I went from Disneyland to Disney world more recently. And I went to um, not the magic kingdom park in Florida, but the Epcot center, which had their food and travel festival, food and wine festival. And I discovered some great things there. And uh, they're just transitioning from the, the Halloween Thanksgiving into Christmas. So there was a, there was a mix of things going on, always exciting. And then the, um, what's it called their wild animal uh, kingdom is just fantastic in the views of holidays around the world in that place, which I didn't expect and to get that much out of, but I had always wanted to go see Pandora and that was based on the avatar movies. I'm a real fantasy fan and uh, you know, Disney does it so well, but that was in Florida and in Disneyland here in Anaheim. I've been going there since I was a kid and my uncle who worked for Disney Studios would get us tickets. And um, we would go many times each year. And now I continue the tradition with whoever I can get to go with me about every other year. <laughs> so, Lisa, let's go. <laughs> all right. I'm all good. That's yeah. That sounds good to me. You know, I'm, I'm loving this because it just, I like these ideas of multi-generational experiences. And I yeah. think theme parks are really kind of, getting that and and um 
doing that. I mean, I think that most uh, hospitality in, in the hospitality industry is really catering, catering towards that. What would you say, Deborah? Um, because I know you work with so many attractions, museums, botanical gardens, you name it, theme parks. Do you think that they're really more geared for multi-generational travelers? You know, I would say some of them are, not everything. I mean, we have a lot of children's museums. So obviously, if you don't have small children in your multi-generational group, that's probably not where you want to hang out. Everything's a little sticky and um, <laughs> noisy. <laughs> but if you got little kids, you know, they're they're having a ball. Okay, um, so I would say most of our attractions are good for um, – all ages, and you can also uh, what we call split your tickets. So if one person does want to do the children's museum with a young person, someone else could do um, a more grown-up museum with the teenagers or grandparents or whoever. Okay, so actually that's a good good segue to actually explain how City Pass works for people because um, I know it's this kind of tickets, but it, it's typically if you're if like families coming, say you live in Atlanta and families coming knocking on your door in Atlanta, you want to get tickets for the time frame they're there, right? Um, so you need to do this in advance. Well, you can do it in advance because when you purchase your ticket, you have one year in which to activate it. And oh. that activation occurs when you visit the very first attraction and have your admission scanned. And then once your ticket has been scanned and activated, you have nine days to use your remaining admissions. So you could purchase, you know, a few months out and just have them stored in your email, or you can send them directly to the people who'll be using them. Just you just put their names in when you purchase the tickets. And yeah, they can go off and explore on their own. You don't have to be a tour guide every day they're there. If you know, in case you have to work or you've got other holiday commitments, you don't have to be the full-time cruise director slash tour guide. That's smart. That's really smart. And it keeps everybody from just sitting at the house, you know, um, mm -hmm. and going out and, and really enjoying. It. And sometimes, you know, when people, family come, you know, come over and are coming for the holidays and you do go out and play tour guide, it's like kind of rediscovering your backyard, too, and going to these attractions that you may have done when you first moved to an area. But, you know, kind of go, oh, it's in the backyard and we forget. And these theme parks mm -hmm. and attractions they're always doing something new. There's always a new ride. There's a new, you know, garden, you know, a new exhibit at the museum, right? So this is a way for people to get back out in their backyard. Exactly. And sometimes I find local residents in a lot of our partner destinations have never been to the Space Needle or the Empire State Building or the Georgia Aquarium because they figure, oh, it's there. I can go anytime. I don't need to rush out and do it. And so having guests in town is the perfect excuse to, you know, be a tourist in your own city. And play hooky from work. <laughs> <That's Yeah. it. laughs> we all want that. But um, when when people purchase online, so the tickets are actually digital, right? And you can, can you gift them to someone? Like if, you know, for a present, you know, if someone's moving somewhere and, and do you do it as a holiday gift? Yeah, it's it's very easy when you go in to purchase your tickets, you'll just put in their name as the ticket holder and you 
you know, it's the same process as if you were buying them for yourself. You just put their name in and you can put in their email address so that it goes directly to them. Um, if, if we send the tickets to you, then you do have to forward them. But yeah, they're all mobile. You know, when COVID happened, we did away with our printed ticket booklets because we, no yeah. one wanted to touch anything that someone else had touched. So we went <laughs> entirely mobile, but it does make it really easy because when you purchase the tickets within seconds, they're in your email inbox or your recipient's email inbox. Wow, this is cool. Now, Elaine, you're in Southern California, you're in San Diego, so there's a lot of theme parks around you. There are. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. got lots. I'm, I'm real close to um, Legoland mm-hmm. and talking about kids and family things. They're going to be having some Christmas displays there, and I'm sure Santa will show up. But we also have things in San Diego like uh, historical hotels have wonderful displays. The Cor- Del Coronado, which has been a movie set for, you know, <laughs> probably close to 75 years. Uh, they have a big spectacular light show on the hotel grounds inside the atrium area. And then they also have ice skating rink on the beach, which is really fun. It's just fun to even just go walk around, have a cup of hot chocolate. We've got a Christmas balloon parade, which is one of the biggest balloon parades in the United States, according to their, their things. (laughs) And I didn't realize it was that big, but that's that's something I'm I'm going to make a chance, uh, plan to go to because it's on a Saturday or Sunday morning this year. Our so botanical- that's like a hot air, is that a hot air balloons or like it people- is? Oh, that's better because balloons aren't necessarily good for the environment. I'm just saying. Right, um, right, right. But- no, this their holiday balloon parade is going to be December 27th. So you know you'll be di- still digesting your Christmas meal and get outside and walk around a bit <laughs> and look up. Don't forget to look up. Or go in one. I mean, that's kind of cool because Temecula is not far. They always have like wine country hot air balloons. And yes, they do. Who doesn't like balloons in the sky like that? It's pretty, like, right. you know, kites. And oh, how cool. Christmas balloons. Yeah. Are they going to throw down like twinkly things? And <laughs> I don't know. Santa's but... up there like throwing presents and they land on cars. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that movie. Um, yeah. But. A big thing here is the the uh, the boat parade. The uh, parade of lights happens every year on two weekends, so it's really kind of fun that way. You can catch it one way or the other, and they have um, people can enter their boats and they decorate them on a theme. And this year, it's Christmas traditions around the world. There's also boat parades in Newport Bay, in um, in other places, in Fort Lauderdale, Saint. I think. Um, as well and other places around the country. But I do know about the ones, the two here in Newport and San Diego for sure. Oh, how fun. How fun. And and what the thing also about botanical gardens I want to bring up because I know Deborah, you've got a lot that um are connected to City Pass too. And you've mm. got San Diego, um uh, the botanical gardens in um Encinitas and uh, Balboa Park and things like that. But botanical gardens, everyone thinks, oh, winter is not the time to go to botanical park. But that's really not true. Uh, the mm-hmm. gardens um, are often lit up and all kinds, depend, like San Diego, you can still have a garden in winter, which is cool. Um, yeah. And a lot of places, like Florida and places, um, you can. But even if it's snowy and there's still this magic thing that happens with trees and lights and displays and 
um, they always have really cool events. So, uh, Deborah, does that happen out, you know, through some of the city pass partners, um, garden wise? We don't have a lot of gardens right now. We are hoping to get the Atlanta Botanical Gardens back into our program. And I know every year they do a big holiday light show within the garden. And you're right, Lisa, going during the winter just has a special feel to it. Um, you know, the, the sun goes down earlier. So if you're there in the late afternoon, the right lights are really popping and bright and beautiful. And there aren't the huge crowds typically that you see during the spring and summer when plants are in bloom. And it just has a whole different feel and it's really peaceful and serene. And I would say that lights um, are a big theme at a lot of our attractions like Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. They do they do lights year round now for different things. But over Hanukkah, they'll be having the blue and white lights on the top of the building. And then as we move closer to Christmas, those will change into holiday displays. But yeah, anywhere you can go for lights, I'm a big fan of. Oh, I'm in, I want the twinkly lights. And then I hate it when they take them down. I think twinkly <laughs> lights need to be year round. I'm a twinkly light person. I really I agree. I love them. I love them. And, you know, when you have snow and twinkly lights, it's just like, ooh, you know, even if you don't have snow, if you have sand, like <laughs> Elaine has, but you never know. You've got Julian up in the mountain. So you do have a uh, little snow out there, but the desert is pretty cool too. So like it, it just mm. is wherever you are. I mean, you can dress up your flamingos. I did that one Christmas in Wisconsin. In Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> they have pink flamingos everywhere because of the university mm. has this legend of the pink flamingos. They covered the lawn with, anyway, it's a whole other story to look up. It's cool. It's a cool story. But if you go in the neighbors, uh, neighborhoods, the historic neighborhoods, everyone has pink flamingos. And I'm like, what? What is Madison, Wisconsin, like trying to take on Florida? But in the snow, it's a trip. It's cool. And people decorate their flamingos, pink flamingos. Can, can I mention one? Um, one, one winter light show that absolutely blew me away was when I was in Boston for winter for Christmas and uh, we went to Longwood Lights. Longwood Gardens is a historic estate. It's probably about half hour outside of town and every year they wrap up the trees. They have these immense glass buildings that they filled with decorations and lights. It was just spectacular and we were lucky that winter it was fairly warm in Boston, but you can just bundle up, walk around, get some hot cocoa, mulled wine, and just savor the beauty of that botanical garden and, and their buildings. Oh, I, I love this. Balboa Park. Gotta be yes. What about the Old Town San Diego has got to be pretty cool Christmas? I, haven't I think they, they do. And one of the things that they, they favor there because um, it was set up during the Spanish settler times, is that they have the Posada, the La Posada Parade there. They celebrate that part of it. And that was um, a religious festival that started in Mexico. And it was based on on uh, the journey in Bethlehem in search of a safe place for Mar- where Mary could give birth. And they, they recreate a little parade. But that happens throughout Mexico, across the United States. It's usually through from the 16th to the 24th. They have one on Olivera Street. They've been doing since 1930. And that's in Los Angeles. 
In Phoenix, I've heard about one that's at their Desert Botanical Garden. And they also have their Las Noches de las Luminarias. Luminarios are the uh, bags with the candles in them traditionally. That happens in Santa Fe, in Taos. And in Texas, they have Fort Layton uh, Historical State Park, which celebrates both people coming from both sides of the part of the border with a Posadas as well. Ooh. It's a beautiful tradition. Oh, that's cool. I, you know, the luminarias are beautiful, especially yeah. like Santa Fe with the Adobe buildings. Um, yes. And then with a little bit of snow. Oh, magic. It is magical. It, it really is magical. Uh, I want to go over to you, Deborah, because um, we are hopping all around the country. Um, this is fun. What are some of the attractions you think we should all know about? Um, and even Toronto. I mean, we, because I know that you have parks and, and attractions in Toronto. Um, it gets cold there, but people can still go out and do things in winter in Toronto, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, what we consider cold, they're like, oh, it's a balmy day. So <laughs> they're, they're built for that. And they always have a, a nice setup so that even visitors feel warm and welcome over those cold months. But, um, Chicago is another city I was going to mention. They are super big on the holidays and it is chilly, but they have a fantastic outdoor market called the Chris Kindle Market. And vendors from all over come and showcase their wares. And of course, as Elaine mentioned, there's hot cocoa, there's mulled wine. <laughs> you, know, you can get all those good things to keep you warm and cozy. Um, Chicago also has a great tree lighting and a huge holiday parade, which is really fun. I did that one year. And then at the Museum of Science and Industry, every year they do an event called Holiday Lights Around the World. And they'll have all these different Christmas trees that are decorated in different themes based on different countries and their holiday traditions. So that is a fantastic time to be at the Museum of Science and Industry. I mean, it's always fun to go there, but that time of year when you can see all the trees is especially wonderful. Um, the Art Institute, they have those famous lion statues outside their one of their entrances, and the lions always have their Santa hats on over the holidays. Mm-hmm. So that's one destination I really have enjoyed uh, for holiday travel. And then New York is by far our most popular holiday destination that we see a huge spike in ticket sales between probably early November, you know, through the end of December. Everyone loves going to New York. You can see the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. You've got the tower lights that I mentioned at the Empire State Building that are changing all the time and are gorgeous ice skating, both in Bryant Park and Rockefeller Center. Those both have outdoor skating rinks. You can do the Circle Line tour around the harbor and see all the holiday lights from the water, which is especially pretty. And then just walking around downtown, all the retailers are going to have special windows and holiday decorations up. So just window shopping can be really special at that time of year, too. Ooh. New York, yeah, especially that tree. And then they've got also like, you know, New Year's Eve coming, you know. Um, so I, this is fun. This is fun. So the cities, because you fly in and you don't even have to drive. <laughs> <That's> 
<laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't want to drive during the holidays, and I also don't want to have the crazy Black Friday thing where everybody fights over a TV. You know, I think can we get past that and just go have fun? Um, I know a lot of people do the opt outside uh, for Black Friday, but I'd say Cyber Monday, go get your City Pass tickets as a gift. So um, that's a good idea. And um, but when it comes to shopping, I mean, like these markets you're talking about and and experiences, I think that's something we're all looking towards now is like, let's have the gift of an experience. Uh, as a travel writer, Elena, are you finding that your audience um, with tripwellgal.com, see, plug, plug, <laughs> go there. Um, are you seeing your audience? Because I know as what we as travelers and pet sitters who talk to travelers and even as running a bed and breakfast recently um, for fun, <laughs> you know, we talk to travelers all the time. And for what I'm getting, even weddings are getting smaller and they're opting more for like, um, you know, an experience. So a wedding could be at a theme park just so everyone could go have fun, you know, that right. kind of thing. Right. Um, we had a family wedding that took place at Banff and uh, it oh. was a very small wedding, which was just perfect. We had a large re- um, reception from the family that couldn't join us um, elsewhere a, a month later. And boy, talk about a wonderful destination. We we were so lucky to have timed it for there is a changing of the trees on the tops of the mountains around that part of um, the Canadian Rockies that people come to see that where the, the mountaintops turn gold uh, with the leaves that change. And it's just for like a week. And photographers come from all over the world just to see it. And we're out on the in the canoe on the glacial lake, just paddling around in the mist and looking at these glorious trees. So, yes, they're a big thing about destinations for not just weddings, but for the holidays. I love that idea. Yeah, it's exactly. And giving the gift of, like, fun. That's what I think, you know. And, yeah. and Deborah, that's, like, I think for students, you know, they you miss them when they go to college, but then – hey, get them to go to the museums and the theme parks and have fun where they are with their friends by doing the tickets too. That would be a great gift for a student, I think, going we, off yeah. to a new city. We have a lot of parents who will be sending their kids off to school in the fall in a new city that maybe they're pretty unfamiliar with. And we have had parents purchase City Pass tickets for their kids to just explore and feel a little bit more comfortable and at one with their new home place. Um, Elaine was talking about weddings. We get people who are doing destination weddings in some mm-hmm. of our partner cities. And instead of like being on call for all your guests and trying to help them with every little question or plan things for them to do. We've had wedding parties that just bought city pass tickets for family members and said, you know, go away, have a great time. We will see you on the day of the wedding. Um, but just have a ball until then on your own without us. <laughs> wow. That's, you know, but that's cool. And yes. and even for a honeymoon, right? It's like if someone's going to a city like Orlando, you were talking about Chicago, right? And Chicago, I know, is like, um, I'm actually looking at a book. It's a historic photo book uh, about Christmas in Chicago because of the snow and everything. And and it's got um, such a rich Christmas history in that city. Then I think Mm -hmm. about like Orlando. If you don't want to be cold, go to Orlando. And they have the Epcot Center, which 
I want to go back to the Epcot Center so bad because they had this where you could go from one country to the other. And I don't know if they still do that, but I think I've probably talked about this with you, Deborah, because it's still like, it's huge to me what that experience. And we ate and drank at every continent. <laughs> and then we had to get someone to drive us home. But <laughs> had a good time. But I mean, that's kind of a thing to me. It's like, you could send someone to the Epcot Center and let them go around the world and you know, what a way to have like all your family out instead of everybody, you know, people, you know, there can be family drama over the holidays and we don't want that. If you're out doing things, you have something to talk about other than family gossip. I'm serious. So I'm like, let's have fun this year. Go out and have a good time. Give the gifts of like experiences, but there's also the learning uh, places to go to. Go, go to a museum and there's something about learning together as a family that mm-hmm. I think is huge. Not just the fun rides and everything, um, but Deborah, do you guys see that at City Pass, like actual like families kind of growing in education together? Yeah, a lot of people, well, everyone has that person in their life who's like, ah, I can't figure out what to give them as a gift. And an experience is often much more appreciated than something physical um, that's just going to sit there and maybe gather dust if it wasn't something they wanted. And so travel experiences are big. And I will tell you one thing that my husband and I do is whenever we travel, we always try and buy a Christmas ornament wherever mm. we visit. And then when we decorate our tree every year, it brings back all those memories of every place we've been to. And so I think that's our family tradition and it's a way to keep those memories alive and fresh. And, and it's also just fun to look for ornaments every year. That's one of my favorite things to do. I and they're small that. enough to fit in your suitcase too. That's exactly. right. Yes. <laughs> and some of them are handcrafted. We have, um, we went to a Christmas store in Gladewater, Texas. It's a tiny town and it is, um, when the oil panned out, uh, they rushed to sell antiques. Everybody was getting antiques out of their, you know, the back, you know, I mean, this is like a family tradition, all these, this oil town community. Then suddenly it's like, oh, we need, we, we have no money. Like, what are we going to do? So they started selling their antiques because, and these antiques had been in generations, you know? And so they became the uh, antique capital of East Texas. So their downtown kind of got revived through this and they still have brick streets um, in their downtown, Mm. which is pretty cool. And they have an Opry, and it was part of the um, hay rides and everything. Like Elvis performed there when he was a truck driver, would stop by and perform. Johnny Cash has been there. This is this tiny town. And they have a year-round Christmas shop. And, of course, mm-hmm. we went in, we interviewed them. And and this this couple, um, are their house is year-round Christmas, like year-round. And so he started going through all these ornaments. I didn't even know these things existed. Um, but he had them like, uh, it was like walking around the world again. And so we have, you know, we travel full time, Nancy and I, so we can't really do Christmas trees and all that stuff, but we have our Christmas pickle and the pickle. It's <laughs> a German fun. tradition. We have German heritage. And, um, so we thought this was cool. So we always get our pickle out, but you know, what you're supposed to do is hide the pickle. And whoever has the pickle hides the pickle at Christmas and whoever finds the pickle 
gets an extra Christmas present. I think that's cool. But we always <laughs> just get the pickle out. We have um, Priscilla, our sock monkeys, our travel mascot has all of her entourage. And so some of them are dressed for Christmas like little elves. So that's what mm-hmm. we do for Christmas. We get out our pickle, our sock monkey family, and drink champagne. <laughs> oh, I love that. that. Wonderful. <laughs> but it, and it's an experience because you're with animals somewhere, you know, and, and you're in a different community. And we've had all these different ones, but I love the ornaments because there's these stories like this German tradition of finding the pickle. There's mm-hmm. stories connected, not just your own, but different kinds of ornaments for different things. And I think that's really cool. And I think just about most theme parks have a gift shop, right? Deborah, that's another part of it. You want to go shopping, do it there instead of, you know, fighting over mm-hmm. that TV. Oh, absolutely. And some of the best gift shops in the world are museum gift shops. Yes. They have beautiful items and often they're based on the exhibits within the museum. So if you're just passionate about, say, ancient Egypt, you can probably go to the gift shop if they've got an ancient Egyptian display at the museum and find things that reflect that exhibit and take them home with you. So I love museum gift shops. And then this time of year, we've got, you know, holiday markets and bazaars all over the I know in Seattle they do a great winter market and world bazaar at the Seattle Center where which is right where the Space Needle and Museum of Pop Culture and other attractions are located. Wow. I love now I know I'm I'm digging this because now I'm thinking all the natural history museums like how many of us have dinosaur lovers in our families, right? And friends. (laughs) Like well, I know you do, Lisa. <laughs> I know. You know Nancy. Like, I remember, I think the first time you came on the show, Deborah, and Nancy saw the dinosaur. She's like, that's going in the magazine, the dinosaur. Everything <laughs> stopped. There's dinosaurs, right? And I dig dinosaurs, too. But, mm-hmm. like, she's a little nutty about the dinosaurs. But, um, like, <laughs> you go to a natural history museum, you get the books, like, actual books that you can touch and feel and read and turn the page. Um, that, to me, is exciting to get. You get those top grade books and you know that the money is going back into the museum and supporting right. education you know and supporting so. artists and craftspeople too which is is mm-hmm. wonderful to do yeah yeah well i was going to say elaine a lot of um what you're covering today also is in these communities that's another way to shop is at these festivals so it's mm-hmm. supporting the arts basically and a local community right right there, i i love that that um more places around the country in the United States have adopted the Christmas market traditions that is so popular throughout villages in Europe. And I have not been to them in Europe, but I'm starting to to visit the ones that I can. I went to a wonderful Christmas market in the middle of Philadelphia. I um, I want to go to Cambria, Cambria on the uh, kind of the middle coast of California here where I just heard about a Christmas market that's got over 2 million lights and they they run from um, Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving through December 23rd with live music food drink and lots and lots of crafts I think that would be wonderful to visit and Cambria is beautiful on both and there's whales yeah. that's the other time like if you're in Southern California this is whale time isn't it like it is season? it Ooh. is Ooh. Here's another gift idea that I know, Elaine, you're going to like. Mm. National park passes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Park passes for people. You know? Yes. 
that's a that's a gift you can give. And if you can purchase it from the actual park, because the money goes back to the park that you purchase it in, you can get. Um, you know, the senior passes are great because it gives you the golden pass. It gives you um, a pass into all the parks, right, um, mm. forever, and yes. um, and even the national forests and things. So, um, I would totally recommend that. And I don't know if you heard Sarah the doggy here, but she got all excited about what you're talking about. <laughs> She got very excited. She was like, I'm barking. I, I want to buy some of those gifts. I'll get you a gift, Sarah. Mm. <laughs> so, so good. But yeah, I think, you know, we can go to these festivals. It's again an experience. So this really, this conversation is about how to experience the holidays without it being Absolutely. the craziness that we put ourselves into. I think if we could invest our families into the travel part and our friends and have those kinds of experience through unity and doing something, that is far, far better than, you know, how big is my present from the same store that everybody else is buying it from, you know? Yeah. I like that. I love the idea of city pass for as gifts. I, I have a millennial in my family who has asked me not to buy him presents, but to give him gift cards. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> but I will. But I think a city pass would be a great way for him, especially because he works at home in front of several screens mm-hmm. and long hours to get him out and exploring more of the area that he lives in. He lives in Pasadena. He's in um, Los Angeles area. And I go up and visit him and pull them out of the house whenever I can. I love the idea of a city pass gift for them because then they can choose what they want to do. Oh, that's another good point. Deborah, um, tell us a little bit about Southern California, because you've got San Diego uh, and Southern California. I mean, you've, you've, got, you've got the whole caboodle. Right. Well, the San Diego City Pass is one of our newest. We only have one that is newer. And I really like the San Diego City Pass because it's a semi-build-it-yourself. You can add Legoland. And then get four additional attractions, or you can do um, SeaWorld San Diego with three additional attractions, or both SeaWorld and Legoland plus three attractions. And those attractions that you can choose from are the San Diego Zoo or the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, USS Midway Museum, City Cruises, Old Town Trolley Tours, um, there's, oh, Birch Aquarium at Scripps and the Maritime Ooh. Museum of San Diego. So you've got a good list of places that you can pick those additional three attractions from that cover a lot of different interest areas. And then for Southern California, for that City Pass program, that is a from start to finish, build your own package. So you go in and you can pick just Disneyland, if that's all you want to do, you can do just Universal, if that's all you want to do. Or you can put together a couple of days at Universal, Disneyland, SeaWorld, Legoland, and the San Diego Zoo and Safari Park are another option for that ticket. So you build it yourself. You decide how many days for each park. You decide what types of tickets, like a park hopper for Disney or one single park per day. So you just craft it exactly as you want it and put it together. So for that Southern California and Orlando City Pass programs, we don't have a set price because it depends on what you 
build into your unpackage. Ooh, and the trolley. I'm into the trolley um, and mm-hmm. also the cruises. Oh, my gosh. So we get to go out on the coast like, and have a dinner cruise kind of thing. That mm-hmm. I, I want to do that. I've done that years <laughs> ago. I wanted to go. Like, okay, I'm not far. I'm in Tucson today. I can get in the car. <laughs> well, San Diego is so pretty year-round. You know, even in when it's super hot in the summer, it never feels muggy and sticky like other destinations do. So I love San Diego. I would I would be there all the time if I could. Have yeah. you done the trolley, Elaine? Um, I have done the city trolley, but not the tour trolley. And um the city added nine new trolley stops uh this last year that go from downtown up to the university town center and through um, the university itself with a trolley stop right at the entrance to a brand new performance space, amphitheater, which is just perfect. You can go shopping and go to the amphitheater and go back downtown. You don't have to, to be in your car. And um, it, I, I just love that. And I, I have encouraged people to take the trolleys tours downtown and over to Coronado Island as well. Oh, wow. I I totally agree. Why drive when someone else can take you and in a a cute little trolley to boot. So our um, city pass ticket includes that old town trolley route, which has 11 stops and you can get on and off as many times as you want. It's unlimited boarding and reboarding throughout the day. Now, what about Atlanta? Atlanta. I mean, that city is and actually, we spent New Year's just outside Atlanta last year, and um, or this year, I should say, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and um, it is amazing. It is it's growing, but it the it can get cold at night, but during the day it warms up. It's a good place to spend Christmas because you get that little snap, that little cold snap at night, so you feel all Christmassy. But it is amazing <laughs> how that place. I mean. Are you seeing a lot of ticket sales for Atlanta? Because it looks like, I mean, the the airport's right there. I know I drive by it every single time we go. Um, but it seems like there's a lot for people to do and a lot of people are moving there. It's, it is a big and popular city and it is one of our top five destinations in terms of ticket sales. Um, New York is by far always the most popular, but our next cities would be Atlanta, Chicago, Seattle, and Toronto. And they kind of jockey for position. And depending on the time of year, one may be a little more popular than another. But those um, cities are always very popular. Atlanta, I love. It's hard to get a bad meal there, although you usually come home with five extra pounds. But you have a good time putting them on. And um, our Atlanta City Pass ticket includes the Georgia Aquarium, World of Coca-Cola, Zoo Atlanta. Those all do special things for the holidays. Um, At the World of Coca-Cola, they usually have special beverages that are only available during the holiday season. Lots of decorations. And the aquarium, when you go in, you might just see Santa scuba diving in one of the big tanks. So (laughs) keep an eye for him. Um, But yeah, there's lots to do. And a lot of the attractions are focused around Pembroke Park or Pembroke Place. 
So you don't have to keep getting in your car and driving from place to place. You can do the aquarium, World of Coke, um, the Center for Civil and Human Rights, which is absolutely a fantastic museum. Um, it's a sobering place, but beautifully done. Just fantastic. Uh, College Football Hall of Fame. Those are all right around Pembroke Place. So easy walking distance. You know, also, you know, I saw the College Football Hall of Fame. That's going to be a big deal for right now, too. It's football season, right, in winter. I have no clue about any of that. Um, nothing. <laughs> I just put the Nutcracker suite on and watch people run around in the field with a ball. <laughs> it's a <laughs> me. It's a fun. It's a fun museum. I'm not a huge college football fan, but when you go in, you pick your team and you get a lanyard that has a card on it that looks like you're in a VIP pass or something to get behind the scenes. And as you go through the museum, that <coughs> pass on your lanyard interacts with different exhibits. So I picked University of Washington because that's where I went to school. And as I went through the museum, University of Washington content would pop up in different places on monitors and screens. It was, it was fascinating the way they did it. I, we had a blast. It was me and a, a group of, I think five or six travel writers, none of whom were particularly big football fans, but we all had a blast. We had so much fun. Well, that's cool. You know, I think, you know, I'm not against it at all. You know, I just don't understand it all because I just <laughs> in a different country. But, um, you know, I think it's interesting. Number one, sports stories are always a, I mean, it's the dedication that athletes put in to win and um, the training and the, you know, the practice and all that they do, I think is always a good story. And it's, you know, college, you know, again, that's a great thing for college kids, you know, as a, as a gift as well. Uh, to get those tickets, but you know, what about Seattle now? We got to go there because that's your backyard too, right? Um, up in the Pacific Northwest, what's what's it like during the holiday season for your area? It is wonderful. I love Seattle. That's where I went to school, and I currently live just an hour south, so it's very convenient for me. And you know, during the holiday season, as I mentioned, at the Seattle Center, which was is an old world's fair site Mm -hmm. you've got the space needle you've got the museum of pop culture and chihuly garden and glass literally steps from each other so you can do all those attractions in one day and then during the holiday season they have the big christmas market and a world bazaar they have ice carving competitions um just and and all kinds of entertainment musicians uh, singers things going on. So it's very, very festive at the Seattle Center. And then places like the Pike Place Market are excellent for gift shopping and finding unique items to take home for folks. Pike Place is not part of the City Pass ticket, but I always go there every time I'm in Seattle just because it's so much fun to walk through. There there's always something new and cool. And I always have to take people who haven't been before to the seafood market, which is on the um, first floor, so they can watch the fish throwing. Oh, see, that that is a huge deal. And it's the oldest market that we have in the country. You know, and there's so much yeah. history behind Pike Place um, or Pike Market. 
and um they they it's like a community really of vendor which i think it's an interesting business slash nonprofit model of community working together and supporting small business which i love but mm-hmm. i think tahuli's got to be magical for the holiday season uh, elaine have you been up there to to tahuli and pike market oh yes Oh yes, I have. I saw that a couple of years ago. I used to work at Pike Place Market at one point when oh I was gosh. when I was in college um, at Cornish, and that was a lot of fun. I was selling raincoats, <laughs> and I <laughs> I do remember the fish throwing. I'm so glad they're still doing that. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's just wonderful to walk around that whole waterfront. There's a lot of new things. There's a new museum there that's nearby. Um, the um it's it's really grown a lot since i lived there in the 80s but it was wow. uh beautiful beautiful wow great to hear great to hear well and Chihuly, yes Chihuly, yeah. i mean that's got to be you know just glass and twinkly lights yes it's mm-hmm. making me happy and cozy this is very <laughs> cool so lots of events boat i mean i like the holiday boat tours too i think that's yeah. cool and if you can get out in the harbor area and do those cruises that's another thing. And watching the boat parades. Of, I mean, I remember that in Oceanside when we lived in San Diego, watching it in Oceanside. They yes. would have um, a boat parade. And it's it's super cool and fun. We need to have fun. There's a lot of drama in the world. But you know what? So we should go out and have fun and have these experiences and hug your loved ones and enjoy the time together um, as much as you can over this holiday season and have these amazing experiences I love this. And it, it, it is about all ages, I think, you know, everybody getting out there and enjoying and you can learn from kids too, you know, you really can <laughs> learn a lot. They have everything no restriction. Is, <laughs> and everything is so much more fun when you've got a small child with you and you're yeah. seeing something that you may have seen a hundred times before, but they're seeing it for the first time. And that's always that always makes me feel really special and good. It's, I mean, it's Christmas and kids, you know, no matter what your uh, spiritual beliefs are, Christmas and kids go hand in hand. That's fun, you know? And listen, a lot of them like the boxes that like cats, um, they want the boxes that the gift was, <laughs> the gift comes out of. So like, that's fun to watch too. Gift giving with cats and dogs and, and boxes for little tiny kids. I remember playing with the boxes. They were fun. <laughs> I was like, I'm building a fort. This is cool stuff. Um, everyone, again, Elaine Masters, go to her website, tripwellgal.com. Uh, she's got great Christmas information and holiday events. And um, I'll have the link in the show notes, as well as City Pass. So go to citypass.com. Before you each go, I want to hear um, what is your ultimate day, like for super fun, whether it's the Thanksgiving holiday, the Christmas holidays, Hanukkah, whatever, uh, whatever you are celebrating, each of you, um, your ideal happy day in the holiday season, um, you know, and you can you can give yourself gifts too. You're allowed to do that, right? So let's start with you, Elaine. A perfect day in the holidays. Well, this going? year, and we uh, want well- food, and we want the food report too. Well, I've got a great idea for you. It's something new in San Diego. Um, my son is coming home for, he will be here for the, his birthday for the first time in forever. And Aww, he's turning, awesome. he's turning 28 and he's bringing his girlfriend and his dog. So we've been looking for things to do outside. 
And um, I'm going to be celebrating with them at the Point Loma Mini Golf and the new bar and grill that has opened up there. There is a woman who has started her own distillery called You and Yours down in East Village, San Diego. And she and her husband and another partner took over this historical property, which is near Liberty Station, another enormous historical property that is just flourishing and in the holidays they have all kinds of events there but anyway i'm going to go play mini golf and have a holiday cocktail with my son for his birthday that is fun i love miniature golf (laughs) i really do i get a little crazy um yeah that's fun and i think i would have a cocktail first too just saying just saying but then, but yeah, but you, you know, you could say whoever wins, you know, their their cocktail is taken care of. You know, They're buying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Whoever wins has to buy for everybody else. That's the way it goes. That's cool. So, what about you, Deborah? What tell us your ideal holiday? Well, probably something that is very special that we do every year is my two great nieces. Will instead of getting gifts for their friends, they make cookies and. Oh. The past three or four years, they've come to our house because we have the biggest kitchen. (laughs) We spend an entire day just baking cookies with them. And usually my parents come over. So grandma and papa are here and my brother-in-law or my brother and his wife come. So it's a whole bunch of people in the house and we're making cookies and, of course, taste testing to make sure they're okay. You can't oh get with, without that quality control. So that's always a super fun day. I love that day. And you've got to have sprinkles. I want the Christmas sprinklies. Sprinklies mm-hmm. and twinklies. That's what it's all about. Sprinkles, sprinkles are like glitter. You'll be cleaning them up still in March. You'll find it hidden under. <laughs> so then you should use a lot of green because then you'll be prepared for St. Patty's Day. That's okay. <laughs> Great tip. Write that down. I love that. I love that. Well, here's to sprinklies and twinklies and everybody having a happy holiday season and enjoying those experiences. Thank you both for joining us and everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thanks, ladies. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. You too. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel and Leisure Show. Brought to you by Big Blend Magazines. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com or BlendRadioAndTV.com. Happy travels!